Take a cassette out of its case, and most people just see an empty box. You're indoors more, and there's more time for listening. Welcome to your marketing mixtape. This mix is just for you. For you. For you. Greetings. I'm Richard Larson, SVP of AW360 at Advertising Week. AW360 is Advertising Week's year-round digital content platform where we highlight the best and the brightest from around the global industry. One of my favorite parts of working on AW360 is that I get to work on countless projects from every corner of the industry, giving me an opportunity to introduce our audience to unique and intelligent perspectives and deliver them in fun and interesting ways. To that end, I'm pleased to welcome you to a very different kind of conversation, brought to you in partnership with our friends at Google. We call it Marketing Mixtape. It's 2021, and by now we're all burned out on video conferencing, whether for our own jobs or for our kids' video classrooms. We also know that this is a critical moment in time, and we wanted to find a way to share our best ideas and learnings in a format that's easier for you to consume, allowing you to cook a meal, take a walk, or complete a workout while listening in on this important conversation. We also wanted to make it fun, so we've made you a mixtape with the same thought and care that many of us remember from back in the days when mixtapes were a real thing. In a world where near constant change is the new normal, you'll hear insights about how your business can embrace digital transformation, how you can use signals and automation to reimagine product, channel, and demand strategies in this new dynamic market. In short, how you can grow today and stay resilient tomorrow. From us here at Advertising Week and from our partners at Google, we're here to help you with whatever comes next. Thank you for listening. I am in my soundproof office in my basement. And it is soundproof because the people that own this house before me had a child that played the drums. Very convenient. I'm Michelle Bandler, and I lead the tech B2B practice at Google. In the last six months, we've probably seen 10 years of change. And while there's still so much we don't know, let's start with something we do. Consumers' increased adoption of digital will reset the whole marketplace. And while none of us could have predicted any of this, I'm hopeful about the future. Most brands weren't ready for these uncertain times, but some were prepared and managed to pivot fast. And they got meaningful results. B2B brands like Salesforce and UPS have fared better than most during this time and actually have found pockets of growth. The good news is that you don't have to predict the future to be ready for what comes next. But you do have to recognize that the buyer of today is not the buyer of yesterday, which means that your marketing has to change too. Here to explain some of our recent trends we've been observing is the Managing Director of Business and Industrial Markets, Doug Novak. Michelle said it, and you know it. The world is changing. Without face-to-face interactions, decision makers are turning to digital to get business done. The challenge is that they don't come to you as digital novices. So it should come as no surprise that just 40% of B2B buyers are satisfied with B2B experiences compared to 65 to 85% in B2C. The good news is that we can change this, but we can't do it alone. Today, only 55% of B2B marketers say they're effective at tracking, measuring, and attributing the outcomes of their digital marketing efforts. 
And this makes sense because B2B marketers are stretched thin, with the average marketer wearing more than three different hats across a wide range of responsibilities and 54% of B2B marketers still manually adjusting targeting criteria such as keywords and websites. But B2B marketers who've adopted more sophisticated digital marketing strategies are seeing results. 80% of those who've implemented lead scoring and real-time automation based on predictive models report a positive return on investment. By embracing digital transformation, you can find the right buyer and help that buyer find exactly what they're looking for. So here's the bottom line. Be ready by meeting buyers earlier in their journey. You have to engage buyers across all touch points, not only the last mile. And if you're going to market holistically, you need to measure the ROI and profitability of your campaigns holistically as well. Be ready by enhancing your digital experiences. You must empower the buyer. Give them ways to explore autonomously and resources to drive the process themselves. Let them try your product without ever leaving your site. Be ready by making data your competitive advantage. Make sure you're capturing a variety of engagements or micro-conversions that indicate intent and represent a more valuable prospect. Then, use attribution and automation to customize your messaging and optimize for all those meaningful conversion actions. This is your moment. You can seize it, just like the companies that have found pockets of growth did. Remember, in these ever-changing times, you have our unwavering commitment at Google to help you get ready for whatever comes next. Digital first is the only means of survival. Hi, I'm Zach Morrison, CEO of Tenuity. Hi, I'm Susan Schiekoffer. I'm the Chief Digital Investment Officer of Group M. We're going to be discussing how prioritizing a digital first culture is important for driving growth. My belief is that if you can't be digital first as a business, that's going to be a recipe for disaster. In an economy and in a world that is transforming quickly, this is the means of survival for all businesses. We certainly run lots of outside training. We do it with our platform partners. We do it with outside trainers. We train each other. You know, the platforms are masters at it. And we do take advantage of it. So in terms of prioritizing digital skill sets, there are definitely people who are subject matter experts. Like, they're the super users. So when the individual client teams have questions about, well, what does it mean for my CPG client? What does it mean for my entertainment client? There are people who are the subject matter experts that can help guide those discussions and any education that the teams need. Something that we've been doing, obviously training our internal teams, but training clients as well. Until the people change, the business is not going to change. So we're talking a lot about how our clients can work with stakeholders across the organization to make sure they change. Yeah, we spend a lot of time on insights um, in terms of what we produce for the clients as well, because there's so much, especially when you're running television, print, you know, digital activation, outdoor, the interplay between the media. So educating our clients in terms of what does it mean? Is it important to them at the moment? Our clients at Tenuity, we, we put them into two buckets. We have kind of the digital natives and the digital adopters. 
and I tell them, learn from the opposite side. You have a lot to learn from one another. The biggest pitfalls that you know we, we have when we're working with clients on getting them to think you know, digitally first in terms of their culture is the past isn't necessarily the best indicator of the future. How can they test new channels? The next part that I would say is the biggest roadblock and how we work to overcome it. I always tell our clients, if your CMO's coming, the CFO better be there. Because if not, we're not going to make progress here. It's really hard talent to hire. In mass, people who truly understand all of the platforms, you know, the best of optimization, the best of the inventory management. Um, Our clients have leaned in tremendously and are doing all kinds of work and testing. And that's, that's what we bring to help guide our clients. So in 2021, we're encouraging our clients and also our employees to write a new story for themselves. Make those big changes that you haven't wanted to make. Your mixtape will continue on side B. My name is Sarah Carberry, head of U.S. Multicultural Strategy and Sales at Google. As someone who identifies as mixed heritage, I struggled to feel a sense of belonging at a young age. Nobody looked like me on TV or in magazines, so when I started my career in media, I felt compelled to change this. Fast forward to 2020, with COVID's disproportionate impact on multicultural communities and the global rallying cry of the Black Lives Matter movement, I know so many of you feel a heightened call to action to drive positive change today, both personally and professionally. At Google, we've been inspired by so many different ways brands have stepped up to this challenge, and we're privileged to meet the makers behind some of the work. You're about to hear a conversation between two creatives, Keith Cartwright and Gianta Jenkins, who partnered with P&G to develop two thought-provoking films addressing cultural bias and racism titled The Look and The Choice. Diverse thinking breeds better creativity and also improves any business's bottom line. We need to say something. We need to put something out into the world to let uh, the industry to sort of wake up and align and bring their resources towards helping this cause. The letter went into the world and began to build a conversation around things that we've always found important that weren't necessarily being surfaced. Mark Pritchard from P&G picked up the phone and, and called us and said, let's talk. And that conversation turned into um, action very quickly. They have demonstrated very authentically their commitment to undoing some of the tropes that have existed in advertising and taking it on in a way to bring people together. The look, um, you know, it started when we were asked by uh, P&G to think about, you know, how African-American men specifically, experience bias through their daily lives. The microaggressions that we as African-American men suffered through are like a thousand mini car accidents that we go through day to day. And the thing about the look and unconscious bias is it is, it's a silent act. 
The idea that you could tell that story objectively and, and use the camera to actually make people feel what that feels like, it was a very, very powerful piece of filmmaking. We're never pointing fingers, and it's not calling anyone out, it's acknowledging. And the work that we do is invite people into the discussion so we can have a conversation. So the choice was a passionate plea from the brand to white people for white allyship and in the protests that are going on in the street. And it was a declarative statement that says, this is the time for action. We all must stand up. We can no longer be silent. Uh, we all sat down and discussed with P&G and said, what, what's powerful here is to reduce it all the way down to the core element. What divides us? And it's, it's melanin, it's skin, right? That's the thing that gets in the way of us being united. So let's put that on display and show the aesthetic difference between the two, but to also demonstrate that there's not much difference between the two. Felt like the right way to deliver the message. We're now able to upload something to YouTube and the immediacy creates the, the fuel for these movements to take on a shape and a resonance. If it's shared or liked, or if we see that it's gotten a million views, that's a million times plus that people decided that they wanted to take in and potentially learn from what we've created. And that's progress. Hi, I'm Jerry and I lead the ads team at Google. It's been quite a year and I've had a chance to meet virtually with many of you. Hearing your stories has motivated my team to push harder and rethink our roadmaps with a single goal in mind, to accelerate digital growth for even more businesses. We're all spending a lot more time at home these days, so I'm gonna step outside for a quick walk while I share some highlights from my keynote at Advertising Week. In the next minute, I'll quickly cover four product innovations designed to help you get your business ready for what comes next. First, we've heard from you that you need insights to identify when and how consumer behavior is changing. That's why I'm excited to announce the new Insights page in Google Ads. This page will include a new trends section where you'll find rising search trends for the product or service categories most relevant to your business. To help you take action on these insights in real time, I also unveiled Performance Max campaigns. They're a new way to buy Google ads across all our inventory from a single campaign. They deliver the greatest reach and performance while providing transparency into how Google's machine learning is working for you. We're also rolling out video action campaigns to all advertisers globally and introducing new inventory on connected TVs to help you take advantage of the boom in video streaming. Finally, we believe measurement should be comprehensive, actionable, and privacy-centric. Now is the time to ensure your business has the solid measurement foundation it needs for the long term. So stay tuned for new updates we'll be sharing for Google Analytics. You know. Hi, it's me again, Alan Tegason. Thank you for joining us for your marketing mixtape. I hope you found it helpful. 
and I hope the format gave you space to take a break from your screen and reflect on the opportunities that lie ahead. 2020 has been challenging, but the changes it accelerated provide an opportunity to rethink our approach to growth and resilience. By embracing digital transformation, by making it live in our product, channel, and demand strategies, by leading with a data-driven approach and embracing the full power of automation, we can be ready for whatever comes next. As always, Google is your partner on that journey. We want to leave you with a brief final thought. So here are some inspiring words to hear about the future of music from a leader in the industry and his vision of what tomorrow might bring. Okay, I'm Steve Pammon. I'm the Chief Operating Officer and President of Parkwood Entertainment. Which is the creative and business holding company for all of Beyonce Knowles Carter's interests and her art. There's nothing like the feeling that I had when, you know, Beyonce hit the Coachella stage. I felt like we really changed the game. When I think about the future of live music, I think it's going to come back better than ever. I think it's going to also come back in a hybrid form. Both the virtual experience as well as the physical won't be two distinct opportunities. Lemonade spawned, you know, book clubs around a visual album. That's a fact. Homecoming changed the narrative right around historically black colleges. And Black is King, I think, during this time frame, made us remind ourselves that it's not a problem to be Black, it's an asset. I actually think the digital space brings the community and audience together in that barbershop discussion, that beauty salon discussion, that arena cheering, that fan section, that bar. All of those can now exist at the same time together. And that's taken it to another level. Because truth of the matter is, very few people got to experience concerts, right? More people need that. I think now we'll come back better, stronger, smarter, faster. And I tell you, you think Coachella was something, wait till you see what will happen in 2023. We're proud to be your partner and here to help you be ready for whatever comes next. Thank you.